Welcome back to the Joey P Project. I'm your host, Joey P. Today, what we're going to do is talk about human extinction. That's right. Human extinction. How could it happen? A couple possible scenarios we're going to dive into and figure out. I mean, I don't think there's much to figure out about it, you know. Could they happen? Could they? I don't know. Possibly. But, you know, as human beings, we like to live with an arrogance that we are the end-all, be-all of this earth. We like to think that somehow we created and controlled this planet and that our time here is infinite. We couldn't be more wrong. Seriously. There's already been five great extinctions already in the past history of this planet. Now, I know there's certain people out there that think the planet's only 6,000 years old, but contrary to popular belief... You're the contrary. We're the popular belief. It is a lot older than 6,000 years. There has been five great extinctions in the history of planet Earth. Why can't there be a sixth? A lot of scientists believe that the sixth is rapidly approaching. You get all the climate change people screaming and hollering and yelling. But it could be, it could be multiple different things. Multiple. We're just going to talk a little today about a few of those things, you know, a few possibilities. I know as humans, we don't think it could happen because we're like, we're the only people in the world that matter and we can't see past our own existence. And we like to think of things the way we want them to be, not what reality is. You know, if you ask people, do you believe that humans could go extinct? I'm guaranteed a good amount of them will say no. And then you'll have the overly profound wanting be wanting to be people who will go into a whole diatribe of, oh my God, humans are doomed, we're so screwed, we're over. And they'll give you all kinds of things on why we're horrible. I want to land somewhere in the middle. I know that it could happen. Do I think it'll happen in my lifetime? Odds are slim. But it could. You know, I think it's safer to say it's not probable instead of not possible. You know, there's a difference. A lot of times people don't understand the difference between probable and possible. Like they'll always say, no, no way. That's not possible. It's not possible. Where they should be saying, no, that's not probable. You know, not probable means it probably won't happen, but can. Not possible means it just can't. So just to, you know, clear up that misunderstanding of wordage. But let's take a take a moment now to figure out. Let's take a moment. Okay, so let's dive right in, right? Let's dive into this. Love diving. Diving's a good time. Knew a guy named Lou, dive champion of high school. They used to call him Lou the Swan. I won't say his last name, but he was known as the Swan. Swear to God, this guy could hold the Swan pose to the last second and then just bring the arms together. Cut through the water like a knife through butter. But anyway, this isn't about Lou the Swan. This is about the extinction of the human race. First possible scenario. Super volcano, right? Now, there was a period of time in the Earth's history where, you know, volcanic activity is considered to be a cause of one, the extinction of one group of dinosaurs. Now, 
there's another, this is a totally different topic, but when the dinosaurs went extinct, they went extinct over a period of hundreds of millions of years, all right? There wasn't just one exact event that wiped every one of them out and then they were gone. There was different dinosaurs who lived, went extinct, and then new ones lived, and then they went extinct. Classic example is the Allosaurus Rex, lived, dominated as the alpha predator, went extinct. Along comes the Tyrannosaurus Rex, the famous T-Rex. Bigger, stronger version of the Allosaurus, but basically the same dinosaur, just evolved into a bigger, stronger version. They lived 100 million years apart. All right, It wasn't just an asteroid or whatever people thought it was, one exact um, event that wiped them out. All right, a lot of them lived and then went extinct and then new versions, I'm sorry, new species, new forms of, of life of dinosaurs lived and then they went extinct. So, volcanic activity is one of the major contributors to that period species going extinct. Now, at that point, the earth was relatively younger. It was in a lot more unstable phase. So there was a lot more mass volcanic activity everywhere. What does that kind of activity do? Well, at first, you know, it's, it's simmering. The lava's coming to the top. So it heats the, heats the planet. The planet gets very hot. It's emitting a lot of carbon into the air, which also makes the planet very hot. Now, upon the eruptions, when you have the blasts, of course, do a lot of damage. But then you have ash clouds, ash that just falls like raindrops for thousands of miles in a radius around the, the volcano. Now, sulfur dioxide goes into the atmosphere and that actually bounces the sun's ultraviolet rays, the sun's rays back out of our atmosphere, causing a cooling period. And then you have ice ages where things just freeze and the, the earth gets very dark not a lot of sunlight gets in one through the because of the ash clouds two because of all the sulfur in the atmosphere vegetation life dies planet freezes cycle continues now that's for all the climate change deniers who say oh yeah no the climate's changing it's 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 just the earth's cycles the earth goes in cycles well yeah it does and every time it goes in a cycle the dominant species of the planet gets killed off it goes extinct so why Why does it matter if it's caused by man or if it's just the Earth's cycle? Either way, bad endgame. But that's not what this is about. So the last known supervolcano, now a supervolcano is different than your average volcano. Supervolcano eruptions are much larger, larger and they register at a seven or higher on the volcanic explosivity index. It's an actual index that rates the the power magnitude of volcanic eruption and these ranks seven or higher there was a lake toba eruption seventy five thousand years ago that was a supervolcanic eruption and wiped out a good good portion of the indigenous species of the planet um causing what was leading into what was considered the last like glacier glacial period um ice age so after these large volcanoes, it's just like a nuclear bomb. You know how you have like nuclear winter and fallout? Well, they have a thing called volcanic winter where the ash does. It's the same concept, blocks out the sun, like I said before. Could this happen? 
One happened 75,000 years ago. That's a blip on the map. That's a small, small fraction of time on the clock of planet Earth. Right? To us, it sounds like 75,000 years is a long time. But as far as the, the existence and the growth and, and the, the planet, it's very short. It was not that long ago. Are there any left in the world? Well, there is that one I just mentioned, which is in Indonesia. And there happens to be one right here in the United States of America. Yellowstone National Park sits on top of the, one of the world's largest super volcanoes. Now, if you know anything about Yellowstone, it has all the geysers and the hot springs. Really, where do you think all that's coming from? That's a lot of seismic activity under there. If that was to blow, which it has in the past, it's been a long, long time since it has, but it has blown before to the point where the whole, the last eruption, the whole mountain that was the volcano was blasted away. And now it's, it's, basically an underground pool now. I think they call them calderas. If that was to blow, I mean, you'd feel it's out in Wyoming. You'd feel the blast in New York. The ash cloud would cover the United States of America. The, the loss of life would be epic. Like most things, not instantaneously. I mean, instantaneously, the blast radius would be a couple hundred miles people in zone one would be wiped out instantly. But like everything else, it's usually the, uh, the after effects, you know, livestock would die. Crops would fail. You'd have large scale famine and starvation. Not to mention that, you know, a lot of your, our infrastructure would be gone. Electricity, running water, all that. And disease would creep in and you'd have a whole collection of issues which could cause us humans to go extinct. That on top with the cooling period that would come after it, causing another ice age. We won't have power at this point. We're not like our ancestors. We've been spoiled by technology. We don't really know how to survive without technology, a good majority of us. So good luck to you. So that's one scenario, volcanic activity and a super volcanic eruption. Now, what's another way that humans could go extinct? Well, super viruses and plagues. Now, like volcanoes, viruses and super viruses have struck before. And are also considered a possible contributor to the dinosaurs and our prehistoric predecessors going extinct. Now, a super virus that mutates beyond our control could wipe us all off the face of the planet easily. I mean, look how easy, look how quickly a cold passes through an area, strep throat, all of it, stomach bugs. God, they suck. But your kid goes to school. He comes home. He's got it. Next thing you know, you got it. The other kids got it. They go to school. They pass it along. It's going everywhere. Now that's just a stomach bug. Inconvenient are dangerous but not life-threatening. In our existence of humans, you know, our short lifetime, just the last 20 years, I mean, you've had Ebola, swine flu, West Nile, the avian, the bird flu. And then you go way back, and of course you have the Black Death, the Ubonic Plague. Now that plague was probably the worst outbreak in human history. One, 
it was in the 1300s and they didn't have a lot of, you know, modern medicine to deal with it. But it did estimate, I mean, there are estimations of up to 200 million people dying from it. 200 million people dying from the Black Death. I believe at that time it was like 60% of Europe's population. Now, it wasn't a good time to be alive. And humans were on the brink of going extinct. But at that moment, nature didn't select us for extinction. Maybe it was a little nature's way of doing some population control. Who knows? But for some reason, the human body was able to survive and fight it off eventually. Which we have been able to do with a lot of cases. We just quarantine and there are people who die, but we, we control the outbreak. And then we move on with our lives. We don't even think about it. And when it's happening, it's all in the news and people are screaming, close the borders, close the borders. We're all going to die. Oh my God, Ebola. And then it goes away and no one gives a shit. No one cares. Now with the population of the planet reaching around 7 billion people and more and more people living in urban areas, there's more people in cities, more people around cities. We're all We all like to live pretty much near each other for some odd reason. I mean, there are people who live off the beaten path and in more rural areas. But for the most part, the majority of mankind, humankind, sorry, don't want the feminists going nuts. The majority of humankind live in the same areas. They're all stacked on top of each other in these areas. Which would make the possibility of an airborne virus to easily become an outbreak, an epidemic, a plague. And then what do we do? See, it's one of the reasons why I don't shake hands with people. Can't pass germs if you don't shake hands. You know, all the pure-all and hand sanitizer in the world is not going to help you if a super virus mutates to the point where the human body can't fight it off. Now, for some odd reason, of course, because we're human beings and we can't leave well enough alone, There are actually scientists in labs who are mapping and creating human resistant strands of viruses. They are making viruses that can mutate to the point where the human body cannot fight them off. They're making human resistant strands and then they lock up the little, you know, sample in a freezer or whatever and it's top secret classified but there's a possibility that that some bizarre weird way it could get out but the point is why are you trying to make one that humans can't survive why aren't you trying to map one to map them figure out how they work to the point where you can make vaccines. See, they're not trying to make vaccines. They're trying to make a resistant strand that nothing can kill and that could kill everybody. Humans, right? Like there's a, there's probably a 50, 50 chance that if we ever do go extinct, it's going to be our own fault. Probably even more 75. I'll say it's going to be our fault, but there is a real threat that a virus or a plague could wipe out humanity. All right. Cue all the zombie apocalypse people, right? Walking Dead, you know, World War Z, all that fun stuff. I mean, those were viruses that just started spreading it, kind of turned people into like flesh eating maniacs. But maybe that doesn't happen. Maybe they just get sick and melt away. Or maybe they become 
flesh eating maniacs with with no more conscience and just want either way what are you gonna do there's not much you can do i mean you can watch all the walking dead and all the shows you want you can have your zombie apocalypse you know field kit handy but what are you really gonna do right nothing so that's another way that we could get wiped off the face of the earth is through a virus or a super plague wow grim stuff right it's a real i hope hopefully you're listening to this on a monday morning you know getting ready for your week being psyched like awesome life's awesome i'm gonna crush this week dude high five. Oh my god all this terrible stuff that could kill us it's fucked up my whole week sorry didn't mean to do it and eh, maybe i did who knows i don't i don't know moving on now another way of course is old faithful another way humans could go extinct is the usual suspect the classic the impact impact event you know an asteroid a comet crashing into the planet now it's happened before again another suspected contributor to an extinction level event killed the dinosaurs the second group of dinosaurs not the first ones wiped them out landed in mexico somewhere and just wiped out life right now new life sprung out of it but the life that was there at the time went extinct we are the life here now at the time and if an asteroid or comet decided to slam into this planet we'd be done and then maybe something else would come along after it better version of humans now let's just think about what would happen if an asteroid or comet impacted the earth well first just sheer size and velocity well velocity the speed it'd be coming at would be amazing you've probably never even seen anything travel that fast size would be a problem now if it we've been hit by smaller objects we get hit all the time by small objects you know, but if, if a massive, a decent-sized one ever came barreling through the atmosphere and headed towards Earth, we'd be in a lot of trouble. I mean, an ocean impact at that point, the sure heat from the from the blast would start to would boil the ocean water, killing everything in the ocean. The ocean would rise and flash flood. You'd have tsunamis coming at us, coming at land in all directions better get somewhere high and then of course after that you get to deal with the good old nuclear winter and the fallout and the sun being blocked out and all that fun stuff why is it always that the sun being blocked out and nuclear winters or volcanic whatever winter is always really the the main the main culprit you know crops fail nothing left to eat animals die nuclear winter you know sun doesn't shine through for two years good times a lot of water now, if it hits land, same thing. I mean, it's going to hit with the force of a couple million nuclear warheads. Right? Just imagine let, letting off a million nuclear bombs at once in one specific spot. That's going to leave a mark. So basically, I mean, that one really doesn't need a lot of explaining. Asteroid comp comes barreling at us, hits us, we're done. Hopefully... Harry Stamper's around to save the day. Love Harry Stamper. Yes. Well, hopefully Harry's around. 
Which brings us to the other possibility, nuclear war. Now, nuclear war has been a possibility ever since the invention of the hydrogen bomb. There's been nothing but fear and speculation since the very moment that they first detonated their first hydrogen bomb. Now, the bomb has come a long way since then. Of course, they're more powerful now. And, of course, we have thousands of them. Why? Why do you have a thousand each? So, we have 1,500. You have 2,000. Theoretically, it would only take a couple, you know, 50 of them to totally wipe out the world. But, yeah, you know what? I need five. I need 2,000 because, you know, you got to be sure. You know, anything worth doing is worth doing well. So, let's let's have 2,000 in case the 10 that we actually would need to wipe out life don't work. That way, we have... 1,990 more to blow up. I mean, and if history is a lesson, you know, the, the most sane and rational people don't always find their way into leadership roles. I mean, the majority of people who do hold positions of quote unquote leadership aren't usually the most sane and rational people walking around. Now, me personally, I don't bend the knee for anyone. I don't care who you think you are or what title someone gave you, you're not shit to me. I don't care. I don't bend the knee for no one. But humans are are, tri- are a tribal species, and they need leaders. We would, the majority of the human race wouldn't know what to do if unless people were telling them what to do. So we elect retards. These not-so-special men and women get in positions of power where they now control these weapons of mass destruction. And if they get in a disagreement with each other, regardless of the billions of people who have nothing to do with the disagreement, a couple of people in the government getting in a disagreement, boom, we're at war. And then are they really going to launch these missiles? I mean, they know what's going to happen. I mean, you would think that cooler heads would prevail in a situation like that. But again, Not the most rational, insane people holding positions of power. I mean, they know that, you know, the end game to this is total destruction. Unless they're just like, you know what, screw it. You know, if we're going out, we're taking everyone else out with us. That'd be the only explanation you could have for firing one. Maybe someone fires one and then takes a step back and like, okay, are they going to respond? And hopefully the person who gets nailed with it doesn't fire back. But then they'll fire back, and then I'm like, well, now no, we have to fire back, and then they'll fire back. So the only way it could be avoided, one, if they don't launch them at all, or two, if one does get launched and the people who get hit don't fire back. But that's not going to happen. So nuclear war, I mean, it's a real possibility. You know, war itself is horrible, but nuclear war, you know, it's like the movie Crimson Tide and Denzel Washington Washington's character said, you know, the true enemy in nuclear age can't be destroyed. You know, the true enemy in a nuclear age is war itself. I'll leave it at that. Moving on. Sticking with the theme of war. What if we were to experience an alien invasion? right? An alien invasion. Just like an independence day. They come down, they blow stuff up, they take over. We fight back. Bill Pullman gives an awesome speech. We all get fired up. 
and then we have some hot dogs and hamburgers. Probably not how it's going to work out. Now, first off, the whole concept of aliens, you got a bunch of people who, for some reason, think that they're all going to be these friendly, nice beings who are going to like join us. And together we're going to form like a galaxy alliance and just start exploring space and make life awesome. And that we're going to be like a modern day version of Kirk and Spock. Humans being Kirk, of course, because humans have to be the alpha male in every situation. Humans are awesome. Of course, we would make ourselves Spock. It's like that friend, whoever, who does like movie references. Well, you're this character. You're this character. And they always make themselves the best character, of course. That's what humans would do. We would be we'd be Kirk and they'd be Spock, which was what it was in in the TV show and movies. Anyway, now say they're not <laughs> these nice people or these nice beings. What else is there, right? And you have the people who think that they've been sneaking around for ten thousand years, you know, sneaking around screwing around with us, abducting people for 10,000 years because, you know, they can bend time and space, but it takes them 10,000 years to figure out the human anatomy. That that makes a lot of sense to me, you know. Yeah, they've been abducting people since the pyramids were built, and they're abducting people in 2017 because they're still trying to figure out the human anatomy, studying us, you know, mapping the human genome because... You know, such an advanced species would take that long to figure it all out. Now there's people who say that they're cloning us, using us as a slave workforce, whatever, whatever, blah, 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 blah. The reality of it is they're out there, and when they show up, they're going to look to rock and roll, baby. And what are we going to do? They're going to swoop in with their advanced technology. We're going to try to resist with our technology which you know to us we like to brag to each other about our military strength and all the awesome weapons we have but in reality an alien invasion force it would be the galactic version of bringing a knife to a gunfight we'd have the knives they'd have big ass guns we would get wiped out immediately there'd be it'd be very hard to to for us to resist and fight back against an alien invasion (laughs) <laughs> now that also seems like more of an objective in an end game are they are they really traveling all this way to like say hi meet us give us their technology so we can make a space shuttle like is that really why they're coming here or you know are they coming here to claim the planet you know they see it it looks nice got a lot of beachfront property we're gonna take it i mean look at humans look at our history with indigenous species and habitants you know human expansion we saw land we took it we killed the people who lived there why would aliens be any different all right especially if everything is based on humans humans are the end all be all of the universe you think these aliens are gonna not be like us they're gonna come here and just want to hang out and drink bud lights you know smoke some cigarettes watch football with us Nah, they're gonna they're gonna take it from us, and we're not gonna be able to stop them. And there you go, human extinction or enslavement, war, one or the other. Then maybe you can you know have a cool story about some leader who rises from the ashes and leads the human race back to uh, back to glory. But for the most part, if, if if these extraterrestrials ever showed up on our doorstep, looking to rock and roll, there'd be nothing we could do about it. So 
bye-bye humans. There's another example. Now, the one example now is the one I'm most fearful of. And the one that I think is actually what could take place relatively soon. And that's artificial intelligence. Now, what is artificial intelligence? AI is basically software that writes itself, which means we create a robot per se that doesn't take instructions from us. It's totally self-sufficient. It's a program that as it learns, it writes itself. It writes new programming on its own. Now, us as humans, as we become more and more reliant on computers and machines for our everyday lives, the temptation is there to go farther and it is happening. Now, is there a point that we shouldn't go past? I mean, how far do we go? We already have, you know, the driverless cars and everyone has the the cloud and, and all their devices, phone, tablet, computer, linked to each other. They're turning on their lights. They're controlling their lights, their house, their thermostats, everything linked together, one network. How far do we go? You know, we love this stuff. We're creating it, you know, they're under the present that it controls our infrastructure. Automation runs our power plants, water, nuclear, electric, all our, all our power is run on automation as safeguards, you know, a nuclear reactor fails, you can send in an AI unit instead of a human being and not have any risk of life. Same thing we're doing in the military with drones and other things. We're taking the human risk out of it and we're leaving it to machines. Now, drones are controlled from a pilot in a room somewhere playing a video game. But they're also developing the UAVs who are unmanned aerial vehicles. The that are going to fly on their own. They're creating ones that will fly on their own. Skynet. Now, our defense network is run by computers. If that was to be compromised, a.k.a. Skynet, becomes self-aware, we're done. What if it wakes up one day, artificial intelligence wakes up and realizes that we're a threat to it and we must be eliminated? What if for the first time, nature, not nature, but artificial intelligence, something besides nature, selects us for extinction, deemed on our destructive behavior towards, towards ourselves and the planet? Wouldn't that be the, the biggest piece of irony in the history of human, human existence? The very things we built to protect us destroy us. That sounds like a human thing to me. Sounds like something we would do. But AI could really be a problem. Besides just taking away jobs from people, everyone wants these manufacturing jobs to come back to the USA. Those mach- those jobs aren't coming back. Machines are doing one machine now is doing a job that used to take 10 people to do. What do you think these big corporations are going to do? Pay 10 people a living wage to build something or pay or buy a machine and have it do it? for the next 30 years and not have to hire anyone. No no benefits, no health insurance, no salary. Just a machine building for them instead of humans. Okay, you know, 
No more cab drivers, no more truck drivers, no more pilots. You know, a lot of jobs are going to be taken out. But what if it goes farther? What if it takes control? Especially we're on pace to, we're putting our whole lives into programming. Everything about us is being put online. This thing, AI, can take control of all, all of that. All right, it'll build its own digital profiles and study humans and know our all our behaviors, and they're it'll be much smarter. I think the AI brain wor- works things out three million times faster than a human brain. Uh, good luck competing with that. I know. I actually have a friend who is a self-proclaimed genius, but even he will be no match for artificial intelligence. So that's that's another way. You know, Skynet becomes self-aware. We're done. Awesome. Who's going to be John Connor and lead us up, lead the resistance against the machines? Unlike the movies, there probably won't be one because we're, we'll be too fat and out of shape from not doing anything because we've had machines and computers doing it all for us all along anyway. So that's another one. Another interesting one is what if there's an emergence of a new species, aka monsters? You know, it's science fiction, right? A lot of it's science fiction, myth, lore, legend. But um, how do we know that there aren't Godzilla-like creatures here on Earth? Now, just look at our planet Earth. Think about it for a second. There's a lot of parts of the ocean that we still haven't even discovered. We haven't been to yet, and we haven't explored. The Earth is a pretty big thing also. It's a big mass. We've barely gone through the mantle, yet alone to the core of the earth. We don't know what's under the ground. We only know what's so far under the ground, but we have no idea what's underneath us at all. I mean, we really have no clue what's beneath us. We spend all this time looking at the sky and fantasizing about the sky and looking above to the heavens that we've never even considered and think that, you know, our destruction could come from below. Now, we have no idea what's buried in the earth. We have no idea what's in the deepest, darkest regions of our oceans. There could be other species laying dormant, maybe, waiting for the right time to be woken up or to wake up. You don't know. But what happens all of a sudden when these creatures emerge from the sea and start wrecking shop again? You know, use our technology and our weapons to try to fight them off. But what what do we really do? We won't know their rate of reproduction. What if they reproduce super fast? You know, we won't know the extent of their strength, power, their intelligence, and what they can do. We'd be caught pretty much off guard, and we would get driven to the point of no return. We could get driven to the point of extinction until we figured out what was going on and maybe devised a way to fight back or to control it. But there's a good chance that we would never get to that point because we wouldn't even know what was coming. Because we haven't explored enough of this planet, we don't have the technology to go down to the Earth's core and see what's really going on down there. A lot of science is just hypothesis. It's they're they're guessing, they're doing their best to take their best guess. You know, they're using facts and knowledge and information that they and data that they've obtained. But they don't know for sure, and they don't know exactly what's down there. They're not even close to knowing what's beneath the Earth's surface and in the deepest parts of the ocean. 
deepest parts of the ocean, it's pitch black and freezing cold. The pressure of the water itself, we have not been able to go that deep. Underneath the earth, no clue. There could be all kinds of creatures under there just waiting to emerge, to wake up. There could be, there's your virus. Your virus could be hidden under there laying dormant. It could be an alien virus laying dormant, buried in the earth. One day, they're building something. They start digging too deep or they finally do decide to go exploring into the earth. And who knows what they stumble across, what they, what they uh, wake up or what they unleash and expose humans to. Don't think for a second just because it's science fiction and fantasy that these things can't actually happen. You don't know. All right. Your Facebook master's degree in meme information does not give you the knowledge or expertise to know what's buried in the earth and deep in the ocean. So that would be weird, right? Just these huge monsters just coming out of the sea or crawling out of a hole in your backyard. Like, what would you do? You know, you're hanging out. You're putting some laundry out on the clothesline or you're mowing your lawn. You're riding along on your tractor, having fun, you know. Sipping a peach peach iced tea, got your headphones on, your earbuds, doing some weird bop to your head as you're mowing the grass, having a good time, getting some rays. And then this huge creature just emerges in your backyard out of the ground. What do you do? Really? You get your gun? Okay. You go get your gun. You and your, your hunting rifle, your AR-15. That you got all tricked out. It's, all, it's tactical ready, man. It's a tack unit. Okay. Good luck. Good luck dealing with that. But that's an absolute possibility. You know what I mean? You can't say for sure that monsters don't exist. You know, Skull Island could be out there somewhere that we don't know. It could be hidden by electromagnetic fields that disrupt all our technology that we know of, that we have right now. And we don't even know it's there. Maybe a satellite image catches it one day. And then we go there and we unleash whatever's there. But we have no idea what's buried in the ground. Our destruction could come from below or from deep in the sea. It's just how it is. You know, speaking of the earth, you know, deep in the earth, that brings you to the earth's core. You know, the earth's core is molten liquid, iron and nickel, and it spins. It's spinning in a circular motion, and that motion creates a magnetic field, an electromagnetic field around the planet. Now, if the core stops spinning, that electromagnetic, electromagnetic field that surrounds the Earth would fail. And what would happen? That electromagnetic field protects us from the ultraviolet rays of the sun. The radiation and the UV rays of the sun that hit us now are at the perfect amount for human life to be sustained. But if that electromagnetic field fails and all the sun's rays and radiation comes through, we're crisp, we're toast. You know, the entire planet would just catch on fire. And what would we do? We'd all just burn up. You know, not to mention that before that, the magnetic, you know, fields of the earth and the, the North Pole and the South Pole, all compasses would stop, stop working. You know, animal migrations would be all screwed up because most animals, you know, they travel through magnetic you know, sensors in their, in, their, in their bodies. They can sense north and south. That's how birds know how to fly south and how to fly north. They actually know where they're going. You know, birds have been flying south and north for the seasons for thousands of years. They don't have GPS. They're not asking for directions. They don't have atlases and maps. 
right? They're able to navigate the planet based on magnetic sensors that are evolutionarily built into their bodies. Now the core stops spinning. They don't know where to go anymore. They start flying in the buildings, blah, 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 blah. That we could survive, you know, that would get figured out. But if the, if the field failed, we would basically become the planet Mercury. Everything would just, the water would be gone. There'd be no more oceans. They'd be evaporated and burned up. There'd be no more land mass. Everything would just get burnt to a crisp. And that would be the end of life as we know it. Well, so those are a couple of my ideas on possible human extinction events and ways that humans could go extinct. Now, there's multiple other ways, you know, extreme weather, climate change, all that fun stuff. God coming back, Jesus coming back, of course, can't leave that out of there. You know, the battle between heaven and, and, and hell, you know, God versus the devil, Armageddon. All could happen. Who says God's side wins? I know we want to believe it does, and I think it will, but you never know. But those were the main things. You know, I, I would bet more on extreme weather than Satan taking over control of the earth. I think you have a, a a better chance of dying or going extinct if, you know, weather patterns and their cycle nature go back to, you know, extreme measures and just start tearing stuff up. Like the massive tornadoes, volcanoes, hurricanes, stuff like that could wipe us out. There's a better chance of that than, you know, Satan defeating God. But what I've talked about is basically a couple. So you let me know. You figure it out, you know, if you have any other ones. I love to hear any anyone else's ideas on how humans could go extinct. If you don't think we could ever go extinct, I don't know what to tell you. Have fun with your latte and your Instagram and taking pictures of your dessert. Good luck with all that. But if you do think, you know, that humans could go extinct at some point, hit me with it, man. Hit me with it, guys. I want to know. I want to hear it. It's a cool topic to talk about. Interesting. Get creative. Think of new ways that we could actually go extinct. It'll be a good time. You know, and while you're at it, click subscribe. You know, you can check us out on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, all the all the areas that you search for podcasts. We're there. So like the show, you know what I mean? And check us out for blog updates and interesting stuff on veilofreality.com. And I'll see you all later, hopefully before we all go extinct. <laughs>